Hey, dude. What's up, dude? <sighs> Got another banger for this one, man. Who are we doing today? Roy Lozano. From, or, down, from Downset? Or Rogelio. Rogelio from Downset? I think it's Rogelio. Fucking let's get it. I am so stoked for this one. This one's going to be good. It will be. Let's go. Well, first, man, thanks. I know this has kind of been a struggle to get you to not get you, but the times to coordinate with us, really, it's been a few times. So thanks, man. Thanks yeah, for thank doing you it. very much, man. It's all good, man. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, we don't ever have a whole script or anything on this. It's just where it goes, where it goes and what we do, what we, you know, we'll see how it goes. I know there's a few things that you wanted to get to, so we'll get to that when we're ready and whatever, man. But I usually like to try to start it somewhat in the beginning. And I know a lot of the story has been said, but, um, not necessarily the, the beginning of downset, more or less the beginning of you, um, I always like to kind of figure out you play guitar. So before you started playing, why do you play? Like, why do you play guitar? What made you pick it up and all that fun stuff? Yeah, it goes back way, way back to uh, growing up with my brothers. I have an older brothers. So I'm mm -hmm. the youngest of, of three brothers and, and they're way older than me. They're, they're in their, their sixties, almost in their seventies. So I have three older brothers and uh, one of them was uh, big into black Sabbath and, uh, Led Zeppelin and uh, The Who and Ted Nugent and he was always cranking that in in the, in, in the garage and mm -hmm. and I was just a little baseball kid. Yeah, that's the first thing I picked up was a baseball bat when 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 I knew of a, you know it was a toy or whatever, but it was a baseball bat. And um, I I was just you know I, I I was really into baseball. And then one day my brother said, "Hey man, what do you think I buy you a guitar?" And you can teach me, I'll teach you some Black Sabbath songs. You play them for me. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I'll think about it. And, and the next day, he bought me a, a Fender Stratocaster. Oh wow! wow. And, and that was that was the beginning of everything. The first song I learned how to play was NIB from from Black Sabbath, and um, of course Iron Maiden. I mean Iron Man, Iron Man, and yeah. Paranoid. And so, uh, yeah, those are the first three songs I learned how to play. And 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 from there on, man, it was just. Uh, I kept learning and learning and learning uh, without intending to form a band. My whole, yeah. my whole outlook in my, my childhood was to, you know, play baseball. That was, yeah. that was my main thing. And I played baseball up, you know, up into a uh, junior year in, in college. I, I went to Cal state Dominguez Hills uh, and uh, I played there for a year and, and two years at, at LA mission college, junior college played uh, three years of high school ball, but, during that time is that when I was in high school, I, I, I met a punk rock kid named, um, named Jeff Wagner. And, uh, he was in a band called no reason. It was, uh, uh, as a, as a oi punk band. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, at, by that time I was into heavy metal. I was strictly, I was, I love heavy metal. I, I, you know, I was learning how to play heavy metal, but it was really difficult. What year was and, this? Uh, this was uh, a this roughly was in 19, 19, 1988. Okay, in, in LA, 87, right in there. Okay, and uh, so you know, uh, my buddy Jeff, he's like, Man, you could play some guitar, man. We need a second guitar player. I'm like, Really? I'm really not into punk, but um, shit, you know, that, might, that sounds fun because they were playing backyard parties and they're playing shows, 
yeah. they were playing gigs at in Hollywood at the Anti Club and uh, you know a couple places you know where where all the, the punk shows were were happening back in the day. And so I thought it was a good idea to jump in a band and, you know, the songs were easy to learn and um, play in front of people. And, and, you know, like, yeah, you know, okay, let's give it a shot. And, and from there on, that's where everything just started to happen as far mm -hmm. as music. You know, um, my very first show with no reason, uh, we opened up for Social Justice, which was Ray Oropesa's uh, straight edge band at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, it was at the anti-club in Hollywood. Uh, you know, we met there, um, and then right away we 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 got we noticed that we had a lot in common, and we didn't live far from each other. And so uh, I started hanging out with Ray. He okay. he was he wanted to show me you know what hardcore was about, what straight edge was about, and uh, he was you know he showed he showed me a lot of his records and stuff like that. So I joined Social Justice. From Social Justice, two years later, three years later, we him and I formed Downset. He started. He came out with the idea of, you know, he was always rapping because he right. was in, he was always in hip hop and hardcore, you know, with his graffiti crew, you know, along with that comes, you know, breakdancing and popping and DJing and all that stuff. And at that time too, breakdancing was really big. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he was always rapping and he just had the idea of, hey man, um, I want to rap over some heavy riffs. You know, some of them Black Sabbath style riffs that you have that didn't make the social justice cut, but I could rap over that stuff. That's where the beginning, that was all the beginning. And we demoed stuff out. Then we got the guy, you know, we, we started picking band members from social justice to come and join the band and, right. and the rest is history. We social... got a record deal and, you know, got a manager. He helped us get a, a we did a, uh, it was a showcase. All our friends showed up five record labels showed up, you know, we, we, we put out a demo and at that time that, that music was, you know, uh, in its early stages. So it was really fresh, you know, the rap, yeah, rock, rap core. Yeah, for sure. And so it, it caught a lot of attention from, from, from people, you know, yeah, this manager sure. had sent it out, you know, in those days you had to mail and your, uh, your demo cassette, right. you know, and, and with some pictures and, and, uh, there was a few labels that were interested in that right after that showcase, we, we got, we signed to Mercury Polygram within a month. And I was still in college. I was still going to college, and I was at you know at my junior year. And um, so, right when baseball season finished, I still had a couple like a month left of school, which I you know stopped going to school because you got you know, the we, deal. The, the band, yeah, the band there was started. Thing, really, yeah, it was it was kind of a one or the other thing at that point, huh? Yeah, man. And and the very first tour was with Biohazard. Wow. And Europe, 42 shows in 42 days, uh, 42 shows in 40, 43 days. We had one day off wow. and we had only played two shows as downset. So oh, wow. to jump from the, from, from those, from just two little shows, it was one of those shows was a showcase. And another one was just a party for our friends. And next thing you know, we're on this world tour. Wow. And so it, it, it jumped off really fast for us. It was, it was fast was social justice getting any steam like before what what was happened there... was uh yeah what happened is they, they put out an album in 89 uh they were on uh safe side records um uh it was a a, a subsidiary from the old mystic records is an old west coast uh punk label it has uh they have like dr no and, and uh ill repute and mm. And scared straight and those bands they're, they're ventura they call it nardcore uh, 
yeah. you know, Oxnard and Ventura, and they call it Nardcore. And that there's a big, big punk scene. They they gave Social Justice a, a little record deal. Brett Gurowitz from Bad Religion, uh, he engineered that album. Wow. And then um, it sounded really good. They, and they put out the album. And, and this is what I was in the band at that time. Right. You, uh, you got in afterwards? Yeah, I got in after. And so, uh, you know, how it went down is uh, they, they started playing a lot of shows with Bad Religion, Inside Out, and Gorilla Biscuits. And um, that band just broke up all of a sudden. I don't know why. And then Ray reformed the band with new members. And then that's when he got me in. And then as soon as I I came in the band, um, I asked him, hey, man, what do you guys want to do? He goes, well, we're trying to strive to to do an EP, maybe a seven inch. I go, well, what's stopping us? Well, no one's really interested. Well, we can do it ourselves. And like, mm-hmm. okay, we just got to, you know, put our money together and, you know, save our, you know, let's not buy, a, you know, our 12 pack of beer and, and save that yeah. for, for, you know, we, you know, whatever it was that we were buying, you know, we were, the band was straight edge with some of us weren't and some guys were <laughs> drinking and, and, and whatever, but they were spending their money in other places buying spray paint yeah. uh, for, you know, because they're all graffiti artists, all the guys. And I say, Hey, let's, let's put down the money for the spray paint and the beer, put, you know, let's put it together. And then we could, you know, go in the studio and, and, and bust out five, whatever and songs and we can press it ourselves and take it to the presser and, and do our own seven inch. So we did. And yeah. so we, we picked up some steam, but uh, it was, it was because Ray had the idea of doing the rap rock is right. really, yeah. you know, took things into a, a different Avenue and, and, and we rode with that. And so we, we didn't change our name. We just, you know, rest had put social justice to rest and then okay. played a new prop, made a new project. So there was no, there was no overlap of, of the two or anything like that, huh? No, no. It was just, we just put that to rest and started something brand new from the scratch. Yeah, it is literally almost like an overnight thing then. Like, it, from one day it to the literally next, was. and then the next day you're waking up in Europe. Shit. It was, man. It was It was pretty much like that. It was that fast. And you were, you, how old were you? You're a junior in college, so... Yes, yeah, so I, was, I was barely, right? yeah, I was barely 20. Barely 20. And you know, not old enough to drink, and so well, not here, yeah, but so, over there. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> not yeah, here, but here, yeah. The beer was totally a whole different animal over there, man. You yeah. know, the, a six pack of Budweiser here is like, you know, their their six pack is like a twelve pack, and yeah. so it was yeah. a whole different, whole different ball game. That's yeah. cool, man. How'd you cope with that being a young college kid and 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 leaving baseball, and now you're over here doing this, and you're kind of like. I mean, y'all were, in my eyes, I'm sitting, like, whether if you're, like, now, then, whatever, y'all, y'all are in fucking Europe. You're like, damn, dude, we're making it. Like, all right. Like, how are you coping with that? It was, a, it was double culture shock for me. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it was, a, it was double. I, you know, when I, I didn't, I, it just, it didn't hit me really until mm-hmm. midway through the tour uh, because we were doing a show every day in a different country, every day, a different country different you know and wild whole brand new you know place you know that i've never i've only seen in pictures and and um and at one point i had to you know pinch myself and slap myself in the face and I'm like, okay stop with the dream this is real this is reality yeah. get to work you know it, it was difficult for us uh, some of us uh, coped with it really well others didn't and 
it took me a, a while to to get a grasp of what I, I what I was really doing because I just it, it took me a while to grasp reality, and yeah. so th- that tour was a, it was just like a dream. It was a dream. It happened so fast, but yet it was so long. And, and then we came back home two weeks, and then we got offered the the Far Beyond Driven tour from Pantera. Then we did thirty shows in forty days with them. What, is, it, just, is that a reason why you you guys were always in Texas, man? I saw you when I was a kid, like at Sunset Station on Tattoo the Earth, right? Mm, you guys, they were on. I believe so. Yeah, you were like on everything every year. You know, Texas is huge, man. You can just yeah. tour Texas and do a full tour of Texas. You know, you can do. Did two you do weeks that? Did you do like the drive from Cali to to just do the Texas thing and then go back home kind of thing sometimes or? No, we, ne- we 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 didn't. We never did that. But you know, the route you know always seemed to end in Texas and Arizona, and that was it. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like you go up to Seattle, across Michigan, to to upstate New York, down, and 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 then across the middle, you know, Oklahoma, yeah. and then down into Texas. And that's how usually it was. You know, for some reason, that's how the routes worked for us coming out of LA. It yeah, was the yeah. easiest, or you go around the other way, where you start and go through Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Florida, or Louisiana, and then, you know, do the U, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's always a, either one way up or or, or the other way. It's a circle, and so yeah. it's just, uh, you know, um, I guess you know because Texas, most of our shows were in, in one area in Texas. You know, we had book tours around Texas usually. Yeah. So, yeah. but for some reason, um. Uh, we had a lot of uh, open doors in Texas, and um, you know we love. I love playing Texas, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a it's a blast, man. What do you think about the the new Pantera, man? Like, what's your take on that? Because I mean, um, you were on you you were there. They far beyond driven. You know. You know, it just to me. Um, it, it was sad that they couldn't, you know, pull it together before the uh, before Dime passed away and 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 Vinny passed away. It was people were rooting for them to try to put it together, yeah, you know, before anything like that happened and you know were to, were to happen. And uh, to me, it's it just for it to even for them to come out is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they they feel that uh, Zach Wild is you know they're he's a good friend of theirs. So yeah. it just comes down to friendship, and they feel like family with him. It's right. Charlie too, sure. man. Charlie too. Anthrax and Pantera go way back. You know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. So and, you know, it's it's they have you know they have some clout too, and um, it makes it a little more interesting as well mm-hmm. than to have a couple no names up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's there's a lot of no names that can really play better than Zach and, and, and pull it off better. Perfect. Probably, yeah. But <laughs> you know. But it's not Zach Wild, so I mean, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm a hundred percent supportive. I'm I'm happy for them that they, they're doing it. Rex is a cool guy, uh, you know, and you, you know, uh, Phil, he's a great guy. Man, he's yeah. He took us under our wing. Dimebag and Phil took us under on under our wing when we were out there in '94. We we're we we're pups. Yeah, and we we're like you know playing opening up for their crowd and arenas and yes. you know you know we were we were it, psyched we were nervous but when we hit the stage the whole animal another animal yeah, just, you know appears and and 
then I couldn't imagine. you know it's just, it's just like a whole other thing takes over and um and you know and then Dimebag came up to me he, he bought me a beer and he and he pushes it up against my chest so like half the beer spills on my chest and grab it <laughs> i'm looking at him you know i'm like all right well, all right motherfucker what are you trying to do here he's like look man he goes i just want to thank you I'm like all right he goes because you guys are dangerous and it makes us more dangerous it makes <laughs> us step it up anything you need you let me know and cheers and and, and so he drank the beer and he comes back with these shots of jägermeister and calls them the black tooth yeah and then that was it, man. That was the end of that night. It was, I was just destroyed, hammering. Every night was, you know, a lot of beer drinking. Yeah. A lot, well, I, a, lot a, a, a lot, man. I was <laughs> going to so, ask you, like, because, I mean, we're talking Texas. We're from Texas. And then, of course, we're talking <laughs> die. I was going to ask for an Abbott Brothers story, but, I mean, that that's that's fine. That'll that'll take – that'll do. Shit, <laughs> man. That's cool, man. I, I couldn't imagine um, – well – I mean, I'm sure you guys, I, I know for a fact that you guys were on the road with anyone and everybody, but like the Pantera and the heyday on, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's pretty fucking cool, man. You got any um crazy, like, oh my God, like slap me in the face, starstruck moment, like, just, like stuttering over your words and fucking little kid freaking out shit. Oh yeah, bro. I, um, You know, uh, there was a time, there was a couple, there were a couple periods when um I was not in, in the band. And I was doing other projects. Uh, I was working with yeah. with Cypress Hill. I was working with with, so with cool. a lot of rap groups. And um, uh, so in between that, you know, I also had to carry a, you know, always got to work. You always have to work, no matter yeah. what you're doing. You have to keep a job, no matter what. You know, no matter yes. you, no matter what. And Nowadays, so, you need multiple streams of income to get by, too. At, Shit. At least, man. So <laughs> at least, yeah. Yeah. I, I I got a job at a studio called Conway Recording. And Conway is in Hollywood is top five studio in the world, like super high end studio. They charge like thirty two hundred bucks a day type studio. And um, I remember when I first got the job, um, Mechanical Animals was being recorded there and I was the runner. And so uh, I was running for uh, Marilyn Manson in one room and then in the other room was Neil Young and then oh, yeah, the other room was a young band i think it was uh um who was that band from australia the living end they were in the other room wow and so when i got there i'm like okay man this is this is this is where i want to be this yeah. is where i want to learn how to engineer and produce because the, the the best engineers were there the best producers were, were were roaming the studio and i was right there working with them hand in hand and so uh but it wasn't until Bill Ward had a project there, <laughs> and um, and and I, you know, I, I, that was that was I didn't say a word to him, but uh, it was the assistant engineer walked in the room and said, "Hey, Bill's here. You want to meet him?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, but is it okay? You know, I don't want to interrupt yeah. the session." He goes, "No, yeah. he's totally cool. He's having a cup of coffee in, in the lounge, and um, and he'd like to meet you." I go, "Oh, okay, because wow. it's my favorite band." Black mm -hmm. Sabbath, you know, it's so, all coming back circle to, to the beginning, yeah, yeah, man. And I just remember meeting him, and he's and he's gent the most gentle guy in the world. It was just he's just like any other dude. Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And uh, you know, I just I just remember his hands. His hands were like uh, he he's, he had like a uh, some sort of I don't know if it was a disease or it looked like his hands were burnt, and they were. 
really scabby. Oh, and wow. Almost like if you have athlete's foot in your hand. And it was really bad, like really bad, but I still shook his hand. And I, and I noticed that. And that kind of shocked me because it looked like his hand was going to fall off. Man. Oh, <laughs> so he had some, he had some, uh, you know, some, 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 you know, medical issues there, but, uh, you know, yeah, that, that was one of my moments where, you know, I, I met a few people on the road, you know, a lot of touring yeah, and, um, and it was, you know, Pantera was definitely one of them. Slayer was another one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Metallica, you know, I got to meet those guys, I got to meet Sepultura and be friends with them. Yeah. They're my friends. And That's Igor, so cool. Igor is my friend and, and he was one I looked up to and, and, you know, I, I would sit down and kind of hit myself and hit, man, this guy's actually, he's my friend. <laughs> he's yeah. my friend, you know, wow, it's, what a trip. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, just, you know, guys like that were, were definitely, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, I was in awe when I met those dudes. Do you play drums? No drums, no drums. Oh, I, just, I mean, I, I just noticed, I mean, I, I know you didn't get to choose Bill Ward, but you met Bill Ward and then you said Igor. So I was like, do you play drums too? Uh-huh. You, you know, drums, drums to me is the most important thing in rock and roll. You know, yeah. if you don't have a good drummer, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, that they, they set the platform and, and they, they set the foundation for yeah. a guitar player to do his thing, a singer to do his thing, because if you have a if you have a bad platform, it, it's it's completely noticeable and it just doesn't sound good. And if you know, that's what I want to tell people. If they want to start a band, the very first thing to get is a, a really good drummer. That's the rule number one in yeah. my book. That's no, my sure. book. You know, <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. So that's cool. I noticed. Okay, so I noticed another thing that we're talking about is um you mentioned even back in the day like let's just do our own seven inch you know and then you mentioned being in that studio like this is where i want to be so i can learn you know the the engineering and stuff so i'm I'm assuming you obviously picked up on a lot of that you've been doing that and now that's carried over into currently because you guys are kind of do y'all do your own thing on that part i know you're i know you're with nuclear blast but like how much are you hands-on are you with all that now that you that's what you do yeah, so you know, if it wasn't for all those uh, years in, in in the studio, uh, you know, that was you know that was one of the studios I worked at. I worked at another studio called Sound City. Yeah, um, yeah. that's pretty. Oh, yeah. Well, just yeah, yeah, nobody knows about that one, right? <laughs> yeah, just man. another, you know just another saying? city, uh, another studio, Sound was, City. Yeah, man. that was the first studio. That was the first studio I worked at, and because I worked there, I was able to get the job at Conway. Okay, so it was it was Sound City that you know that that. And when I was there, um, I got to help record with uh, the Strife and This Defiance album, wow. uh, Hepcat, uh, you know, a few really, really cool local bands that, that, that were really hot in, in those days. And they were surprised to see me there. And they, hey, what are you doing here? I go, well, I'm not in downset anymore, but, you know, I'm still in touch and I still want to, you know, do music and <laughs> stuff. But, um, you know, Roy Z, who was our first producer, uh, he he was uh, he was a, a local hot producer in 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 the valley of Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley, and um, he was probably the best guitar player at the time. And all of us were from the East Valley, so there wasn't really much happening in the East Valley. No bands were getting signed out of the East Valley. It was either bands out of the West Valley or, or Hollywood or Orange County, you know, down south in Orange County. And um, so so our producer, who was my he was my guitar teacher growing up. And um, so he was actually the guy who recorded our seven inch for social justice. Yeah. And so, 
when Ray and I uh, came up with the idea of doing this rap core project, I brought it over to Roy Z and he was the one who helped us. You know, he helped with arranging, he helped producing. Okay. He, he, I learned a lot from him. Mm-hmm. And then, so through the years, um, you know, in those days, the producers still in, day, in days today, the producers have a lot of leverage over over yeah. how the band sound is 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 directed at the end of, when when you have the final outcome. Right. You know, the producers really had a lot to, tweaking to do with it, and so I I I appreciate I appreciated all that, but I at the end of the day, I wanted to be the guy who who made all the tweaking. I wanted to make sure yeah. I was the guy. You know, I, you know, there was a lot of doctor, you know, we called him Dr. Midnight. So when we left, <laughs> sometimes he would, he would go and fix the guitar parts himself. You know, and there was yeah. a lot of that going on. And he so waited even the last the, light turned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even in even the second album, there was a lot of that. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, we, we had to hire, you know, uh, other drummers for certain songs. People don't know that, you know, so a lot of stuff behind behind the scenes yeah you know a lot of heartbreaks because of stuff like that when you find out at the end like oh man that's not me what happened there you know and so there was some of that crap and so um i didn't want any of that to be going on you know it was to me it's still it you know at the end of the day we hired him he's like our our fifth sixth member so we all we all did this together you know so I, i don't feel like it was like uh we had a we had a guy come in and and play the riffs for us or write songs for us it was not like that we were all like a six member band because we were all we were grinding it out so but when you grow as a musician you want to be that guy you want to be that producer that that ends up you know engineering doing the making the calls for the editing and and making all the last calls at the very end you know and in those days we're we're on the major label and that was you know early 90s and um you know, we heard all the cliches, man. Oh, the record labels—they're gonna—they're gonna change your sound, and they're gonna—they're gonna make you dress a different way, mm-hmm. or else they're not gonna offer you the record com- the contract, and blah blah blah. I heard a lot of that crap, and uh, and it wasn't like that. You know, we got we got signed by <laughs> by a fellow named Alec Peters, who's from Boston, and he used to manage Gangrene and the Mighty Mighty Bostones, and he got them on the label, and so he came from the from the boston hardcore scene and and, yeah. and that's what you, that's why he wanted to sign us because he wanted to have uh like a hardcore edge band mm-hmm. on a major label where he was at so when we found out he was he signed us we were like oh we're at we're we're at home we, we want to sign with these because we had a few labels that we were that we were you know you know we had an opportunity to sign with right but because uh, alec peters and, and his background you know that's that's where we chose to go with him and so there was none of that where he was wanting to change our sound in fact we wanted we we started editing out a lot of the bad um the cuss words mm-hmm. ourselves we were the ones editing you know because there was a lot of a lot of f-bombs and mm-hmm. and after a while i was like oh bro you know it's it's a little too over the top with the f-bombs what do you think we kind of changed it around and, and he was and ray was open to it and he's like all right yeah i get it you know we're trying to get some stuff on the radio you know, you don't want to have a song that has a beat, 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 beat through the whole song. Yeah, right. So we turned in some of these songs and 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 Especially, Alec comes yeah. back and goes, Hey man, where's all the F bombs? That's what <laughs> it was all about. That's where all the that's how what made you guys hard. What's just going on here? So it's actually the other way around. <laughs> we were we were doing, you know, the editing ourselves and and so that's how much uh, freedom that label gave us. They gave us 
it, it was like being on a on an indie with a major label budget. Yeah. So that was pretty nice. Yeah. And I guess um, that yeah, worked out that. too because uh, in the <laughs> 90s, the censorship was a lot stronger for musicians, you know? Exactly. And, and they were looking for people who were doing that type of, um, you know, work. It, it, that was the cliche, man. They, they were they were always, you know, they, they were putting a lot of money into bands. But in those days, there was a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was yeah. there was published. There's big publishing companies giving big publishing deals. If you're on a major, they just sign you and give you a big old fat, you know, big old check in the beginning. And say, okay, man, you know, here it is. And if you release another album, here's another three hundred grand. That's how that's how the publishing deals work. You know, right. they they. They want to invest in in that pizza that you make. They buy that. They buy those two slices for the next that three albums. Yeah. It's theirs. They have two slices of pizza. You know, you look at, a, at an album like a pizza. Right. You know, and they they buy those slices and they give you a lump sum advance for that, and then hoping that the record recoups. And then when it does recoup, they have their fifteen percent no matter what. So if, yeah. if a song hits a, a, a you know a commercial or a movie, you know that money comes in and, and they get their cut first and they send it to us. And that, that's how publishing works. And so um, nowadays there's no publishing companies. There's no big budgets. Uh, you know, there's the major labels still signing bands, but really small deals and mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, uh, 360 deals, uh, 50, 50 deals and just strange deals. But, that's the way it's 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 done these days because it's just that uh, uh you know now they know that you can make a good sounding album in your home or on yeah. your iPhone you know yeah. and so and they know it and and it's up to them if they want to it all comes down to uh, hiring a big producer and that's where all the money goes you know yeah. getting a big producer you know like yeah you got that name you know, of the producer on it now yeah yeah so that's if they want to decide to put a lot of money into band into a band, it's it's usually either the band is is a really hot band. They want to they want to go into a, a, a big time studio, and you know, big time studios they they make a difference because it's it's just not it's not in the name, it's in the equipment they have. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have the old Neve Mike Prees and and a big you know mic locker, you know, mm-hmm. million dollar mic locker. You're gonna sound good. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 there for you for for the taking. You know, it's it's like a fastball right down the middle every time. You just, mm-hmm. all you gotta do is hit it. You mm-hmm. know, and, and um, there's there's no curveballs. There's certain, some studios you have to work around. You know, a, a bad drum room, or not Everything enough mics, yeah. or not enough mic priests, or not enough time. You know, uh, you know, oh, it's someone's house, and yeah, we we can only record from from 10 to five because my wife comes at five 30 and we have to shut it down. <laughs> you know, a lot of that, a lot yeah. of that, man. And so that's why the budgets are smaller. And, um, <laughs> you know, and it, you know, we know, we all know why too, because, you know, the internet is taking over and, and yeah. all the streaming and, and, you know, social media is, is, to, you know, I, I, I enjoy, you know, that uh, if I had these tools back then, who knows if you know we probably wouldn't have had those budgets but it would have been different so it, it's it when when they told me when i was working at the studio when they told me that uh next year it, it, one the, the secretary was was telling me uh she was oh next year they're not going to sell 
Ampex or Apex or, or Bassive tapes anymore. There's not going to be any more two-inch tape. The, the companies are, are, are going out of business. I, I, can't, I don't believe it. No, it's all going to be recorded onto, you know, hard drives. Hard drives? What the hell is that? You know, and, and that's, that's, I remember, I, I just couldn't fathom the thought that there was tape was going to be, you know, gone. Yeah. And yeah. the tape machines and stuff like that. So now, like, you know, your hard drives are now as, as big as, you know, and they can fit it in your iPhone and you can record an album on your iPhone. Yeah, yep. it's insane, man. It's insane. Yep. But, but I think, uh, I mean, what, what you were saying there, it still comes down to the equipment and, and, that natural acoustic, because uh, it's measured out. You know, he's a not a big fan of like backing tracks that, you know, are not actually played during the song. You know, and you can only get that right you know, with those type of rooms. And I I have a love hate with the digital aspect of where music has gone in like, because we we play and like um. You know, I, I we don't ever. It's just a weird thing for me. Like, I love it. It's I love the ease of it, the simplicity. Um, how you're saying anyone can record in a room, and and like that's all great and all. But like he just said, there's still something like it. There's just something missing, and and everyone has always always talked about it, and like you know, it's not just tone, but like the feel of the the, the natural human. And like of recording and like the tape and the errors and like the the tiny tiny little spots to where like you're holding back or not and like now that everything's digital and it's on the grid and it's lined up and it's perfect and it, it there's a lot missing man it sucks a lot missing with music today I think yeah man it it just it comes down to editing because even in those days you had to edit the shit out of your drums mm-hmm. you know drummers couldn't it was very rare that a drummer could come in and play everything all the way through you know um where, where it starts missing where, where that element that sound element starts to to feel like you're losing something is when you're using really bad plugins really bad converters and you know the latency is is bad mm-hmm. and and it takes away from the actual sound wave, you know. Um, so what you got to do is 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 record through really good mic pre's right. and really good converters and really good mics and really good instruments, really good amplifiers, really good drums, uh, you know, really good guitars with brand new strings, yep. uh, good drums with new heads, <laughs> and have guys there tuning while while you're playing and then when you stop the guy goes in and tunes the drums and you tune your guitar that's very important and mm-hmm. so it, it comes down to how you know your work ethic producers work ethic um you can still make albums sound as if it was in 1990 you know it, it just comes down or 80s or 70s it just comes down to your editing skills or, or how far you want to edit because they've always been editing back in the day they cut the tape mm-hmm. they would mm-hmm. they would cut tape even the film it, yeah and then, yeah so it was you know it just comes down to editing or how good your guys are these days you don't have to be really really good to do an album i notice. i mean and depending on what kind of music you're making though but you could you know got you know and, and then there's a lot of people hiring other guys to come in and play the drums and stuff and yeah. but um Listen. you know the difference between the analog and um 
and, and the digital, let's say like a, like a line six amp versus a, a Marshall head, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the difference in a line six amp, you know, solid state. And mm-hmm. what, what, what they do, what that amp does is it takes a snapshot of your tone, mm-hmm. you know, but what a Marshall amp does, it has, because it has transformers and it has tubes, it, it's converting voltage into wattage. And, and the wattage is stored in these, in, in, in these transformers and ready to burst out of your speaker. Mm-hmm. It's ready. It's ready. It's like a, it's like a fireball. And here comes a match with, with gas. And here comes the guitar signal, which is like a match hits the fireball and goes out of your amp and into your speaker. And it has mass. It has, it has weight. So when you hear, when you feel it coming out of a Marshall, like a real amp, mm-hmm. it hits you in the chest and that's, yeah. it's physical that de- it's physical it's physical because you had you just turned that wattage that 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 voltage you just converted into wattage Mm -hmm. so when it shoots out of your speaker there's stuff coming out now when you play a a line six or any like a fractal or a kemper Mm -hmm. all they are is just a snapshot of a tone and you're just hearing half of like this whatever's coming out of it it's not hitting you so there is no conversion in there Mm -hmm. so what happens in a lot of recordings these days is, is people use plugins in their computer and they plug in their guitar, and that's what just sounds synthesized. Right. And and so they're just you just have to go back to the, as far as you can, you can analog wise until you can't anymore, and then you go from there. So to me, that's the trick, and I think that's where because of, you know you get you get some good sounding. You get some good sounding tones out of these amps, these uh, fractals and tempers, and you, you can't. It's they're they're very light. It's lenient to go on the road, and and it's not. A, they don't break down like a tube amp, and mm-hmm. you have your a, a lot of upside to it for when touring and stuff. But um, I don't do that way. I, I I roll with you know three three half stacks at least, and mm-hmm. and, and, and and I have equipment. It's all about equipment in 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 rock and roll, in my opinion. And you know you have to be good, have some talent, and and have good gear because yeah, it's yeah. gonna sound really good. You yes. know, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, there's people who who like backtracking behind and and uh, like live. You know, you have you have four piece, but there's more music coming out of the PA. Mm-hmm. There's there's you know, you know, uh, it's it's a give and take I, I i like it depending what bands they are or, or if it's a band that's been around a long time and and they're trying to do some i don't know you know it's yeah. it, it all yeah. depends on how sincere you are with it and, for sure and how much you use it you know but if you're overdoing it and it's you know it's just like you might as well watch it on your on your tv on youtube yep. you know <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah that's that's my take on all that i agree man hey um not to cut you off but um can we go ahead and resend you that link like I was talking about? Did you see my message about that? Yes, sir. Let's do it. So I'm going to take so, a quick uh, break. I'm going to make a quick coffee cup, and then I'll send it to you. All right. Like five minutes? Uh, Yeah, let's take a little five. Due to recording difficulties to our stupidity, here is a word from our sponsor. Hey, dude. Hey, Greg. 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 <gasps> What, dude? What the hell, man? You can't hear me calling your name? No, man, I got the heavies on. Oh, you got the heavies on? 
I heard about those things, man. Those those new headphones engineered for metalheads with two frequency ranges and four drivers lets you hear metal the way it's meant to be heard. Oh, dude, can you imagine the nasty breakdowns on those things? Go to heavies.com and get you a pair and make sure and tell them the dude sent you. And now, back to the show. was flowing at that time you know yeah i mean yeah. every yeah, song that you hear you know i mean maybe not the zeppelins and stuff like that that's just beyond um underground type of stuff you know hmm. all right back from the breaky sorry about that that was fun um kind of picking up i guess where we left off i know we're talking about that digital and the analog and there is something about the sound hitting you in the chest with the marshal and that's kind of what i was talking about let alone like you know the human error and stuff but i i definitely think it's missing as far as music um you kind of answered what i was leading into as far as like what do you do as far as you personally and you still use your equipment your your heads and your cabs and that's cool we're we're especially me and my brother we're not necessarily gearheads to where like i know absolutely anything and everything but i know enough to where like there's something that you need and we have our own gear and we there's always shit you're chasing and like it's fucking never ending and it's a very expensive habit you want to talk about being a drug habit having a drug habit fuck that being a a musician and and having like <laughs> to self-fund and get the gear and like i i'm personally i'm a drummer so like it's just, fucking symbols oh my gosh like fuck that that's too much too much money yeah. it's it's a it's a, a a lifetime investment once you're in mm -hmm. and and you get caught up in 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 the beauty of it and it, you realize that you're your own scientist and you yeah. you can create that's you can create your own sound so um there's so much gear out there that there's so much room for for someone to develop their own identity Yet everybody sounds the same, you know. Well, okay. I when I say everybody, and I'm I'm kind of guess. I I personally listen to usually a little bit more like the modern, like really heavier stuff, and everybody has these same drum sounds and tones, and like it all sounds like, and and a lot of it is because a lot of the, it's the same producer. But you're sitting here saying there's so much stuff out, but everybody's the same because everybody uses the same digital shit and. Mm -hmm. eh. I'm not trying to like talk bad about it because it's great, but well, it's it's easier. See, what it is is there's a lot of drum uh, library out there that you can just grab from the internet. Oh, yeah. and then shoot in your samples, where you have to make your samples or borrow them or hire an engineer that had those drum sounds. You know, mm -hmm. like for instance, on Check Your People album, uh, we hired Randy Staub to mix our album. He's a guy who recorded. Uh, Motley Crue and, and, and uh, Metallica Blackout. Wow. So he has Lars Ulrich's drum samples in his library. Mm -hmm. So we wanted our stuff to kind of sound that way because it was just, it sounded so good. But we still went into the studio and, and, and went and did it the old-fashioned way and got our tone. Mm -hmm. And so when he mixed the album, he got some of those samples and just, you know, kind of threw them under just to give it a little more depth. Yeah, that was the the whole thing. Our drums don't sound like Lars Ulrich, but they have some of his tone in there and some of our yeah. drum tones. And so, 
you I guess know, it's good you it, didn't get the guy that did St. Anger then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Fuck it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, hey, man, I had as long to. as they love it, more power to them. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, but, you know, like uh, a lot of the reason why they, I think people, you have a, you, you, you'll have a fad and you'll have a lot of these bands that have the same drum tones mm-hmm. for about a good 10 years and it changes. You know, a lot of it is because that's the best that's out there sample wise at the moment. And it's and it's faster. It's faster. And that's why yeah, for sure. a lot of these albums are are not done in a real studio. Mm-hmm. So they have no choice but to get those tones. You know, yeah. they can't get a, a a good drummer to play like that. You know, they have to, you know, uh, program it and kind of, you know, mess up the quantizing and make it sound like it's a real guy yeah you know yeah, yeah. so it, it it's but you know I, but I that's that's thinking. what's funny is like they're trying to achieve it to sound like a real person and, and yeah i get this so, is so this is kind of the whole point of like how almost how the podcast started because we talk about this shit all day on the couch my brothers my, my greg us like and it's like well why don't we record it and stuff and then it's kind of turned into a lot more it's where we're getting the opportunity to talk to people like you um so it, it's it's cool but that that's the idea it was like we not just about the podcast but like we talk about this shit all the time and it's like i'm science it's never ending man it's a never-ending conversation really as far as like digital analog guitars drums like all just music and that's all we do is talk about this so i don't know man it's it's yeah you know it's it's we're fighting we're fighting with and we're fine you know technology is is helping us and 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 beating us up at the same time oh you know and yeah yeah yeah. and it just comes down to to uh whatever works best for the band you know and and the the circumstances that they have at that moment you know if 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 they have an opportunity in a big budget to record at a good studio but instead they use the money to buy a brand new corvette yeah you know Mm -hmm. and then they say we could just do it the way we used to do it you know they're really not interested in in progressing, evolving their band, you know, or getting better. They they just stay complacent and maybe becomes monotonous. Maybe, okay. who knows? I know, but um, you know, I think a, a lot of it is is what's available and what what's convenient for for groups. Um, there's a lot of stuff that sounds really good off the bat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, off the internet or in sample libraries, and it's like oh, for sure. You know, it's like, why am I going to spend uh, five grand on my on my buddy who can barely play the drums? You know, we can get this sounding really good right away. And it's sometimes it just ends up becoming an album. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, who knows how 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 the evolution of a band, you know, every band is could be different. Oh, for sure. You know? no, for sure. And so. Well, a lot of it um, you, you've said a bunch of times, and everybody already knows it's the ease of it all. Like it's yeah. it's yeah, it's literally the ease of it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's clicks and you're done, and it's like okay, like next, and then <laughs> that's also learning learning people's habits of how they listen to music now. I mean, people used to want to listen to the full albums back in, back then. Now they don't really care to listen to, or they don't understand why it's like that. You know. Yeah, that's why to me it's important to release uh, vinyl. It's important to to you know to try you know 
released some tape. I, I don't know. I don't know where you can find any tape players, but you know, it, it's all, it, it, it all, you can, if you can bring it back in any way, you know, and, and you have the ability to do it, you know, that, you know, do you and, guys, you know, you're, do you guys do you, are y'all doing any of that stuff or have any oh, plans for anything coming up as far as that stuff like vinyl releases yeah, vi special vinyl stuff? yeah like anniversary stuff vinyl releases um, give, me, give me 30 seconds i'll show you what just showed up on my door yesterday give me yeah. just 30 seconds okay so speaking of vinyl right we're, we're re-releasing re uh it's a bundle of the very first two seven inches mm, oh, that we man. ever put out. Super um, cool. Let's see. Yeah. And then it's two seven inches. Super cool. There's two. See? So there's two of them. Mm -hmm. And um, so these are the very first, they have the demos of um, of the first anger track where this is Zach de la Rocha. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you guys heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what got us the whole. That's what got us a lot of attention in the beginning was we came out with some beef. Yeah, and I know. Ray dissed Zach, and so it's it's on there. And so we changed it because we just didn't. It was uh, I don't know. We just there's a lot of reasons why, but it was mostly my idea because I like Rage Against the Machine. I like okay. I, you know, I like yeah. I like the band, and um. I just, you know, I was just, I didn't, I didn't want to come out, out, out the bat and already have, you know, all this against me. We're trying to, to get this brand up and going and make friends instead of, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and so, but it, it was, it was cool, but I mean, that, that was raised. That's what he wanted to do. And then, so, but he was, he, he agreed as well, man. He, you know, he, he understood that, you know, we, we want to go into, into this with you know clean feet and you know make friends and try to tour with these guys but it never it never worked man i mean we changed the lyrics and we you know rage against the machine were never really open to be our friends after that you know because it was pretty tough what, yeah. what Rage said to him you know and so he he actually there's two songs <laughs> that he he disses them on these seven inches so yeah i mean they, they just uh, i only have a hundred a nuclear blast putting out maybe 500 and then end hits records in um in germany they're putting out the maintain album on vinyl and the universal album they're going to re-release that on vinyl as well they also re-released the check the people album they, they licensed okay. it off of uh, they bought the license off of epitaph and so they re-released it's a cool company they're they're really cool man they they do a lot of re old re-releases of their favorite albums and they put it out on vinyl and they make their own artwork and it's really cool. So I'm really looking forward to it. They, 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 they do their own thing, you know, with, with the vinyl. And so that's what they're about, you know? And cool. so, um, so you, I gave them an idea of, you know, what the album cover should kind of look like. <laughs> I kind of close to what the maintain album looks like. So they're just taking a spin off of that artwork and making their own. And, and mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. So, um, they ran with it, and 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 I'm just gonna wait for the for them to send it to me, and and then look at it and see. Wow, you know, it's <laughs> we'll see. Huh? But um, but they always they did a really good job of checking people. It was ten times better than what I could have ever done, or any any ideas I've ever, ever would have had. You know, they they made it that 
album looks so cool. So I'm like, do do another one, do another one. And so Nuclear Blast worked out a deal with them, and they're put they're putting out that vinyl. And then Nuclear Blast putting out, you know, whatever 400 they have, mm-hmm. and I have a hundred I can, uh, you know, share with people they they want if they want one, I'll send it to them. You know, Badass, so man. yeah, so yeah, um, so. Uh, there's some vinyl that are going to be available and um you know i always believe that it's 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 good to 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 release vinyl it's it's important you know it it, it it's it's a time of our lives and it's how it's how music evolved and started and and you know the, the youth should know about it and they should partake in 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 record shopping because record shopping was was how i you know accidentally found my favorite bands you yeah, know, you would go through the, the records and then you you like that record cover. It looks cool. Yeah, oh, This record cover looks cool. And then they have the pictures of the dudes in the back. Oh, okay. This is what I fuck with. Right. This is, this is a, you know, hardcore band or metal yep. band or whatever. Yep. These guys look like they know what they're doing. They have, they have a, you know, a picture with their favorite band, you know, their, their they're t-shirt. wearing, yeah, they're yeah, wearing this band like, shirt or their shout outs so, on the special at the bottom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All that. So you like, okay, you take a chance on it. And then, uh, and, and then you go home and then it's a surprise you throw it on and you listen and you know a lot of bands became my favorite like that you know mm-hmm, i didn't i would have mm-hmm. never known by never known about these bands if i didn't go record shop you mm-hmm. know and so it's just this, uh, this the discovery part of it you know driving you know taking you know we used to take everybody in the car together you know on a weekend and drive two hours to orange county or san diego mm-hmm. just because of this record shop or we would drop off our records for on consignment, our seven inches, and we would hit all the record shops mm-hmm. and give them five seven inches under consignment, and then we'll be back in two months, you know. And 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 then he would the, the, the record the, the person at the store would say, yeah, you sold them all, give me five more, but you wouldn't know unless you go down there or call them. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. So, so um, that that. That it's sad that a lot of that is gone, you know that that because that that was a big part of why you fall in love with music and releasing music and and stuff. And so that's a kind of a lost. It, um, it, it's a it. it's like a lost art. You can say that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's just so much easier. It's the same thing with finding bands online. It's just it's literally at your fingertips instead of having to go to the record store. So, I mean, it, it takes and, away from some it. of it though. Yeah. 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 No, it takes away from then, it. Like, yeah. like yeah. the excitement and going home and, and the anticipation and all, you know what I mean? It takes it all away. Everything's like instantaneous now, which whatever, you know, and, I, and I have me, my I, thoughts I, about that too. Yeah. I, I was never like, even when I, 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 I put an album on that I wasn't really that into. And I would say, well, at least, I supported the band and I bought the mm-hmm. band, I bought the album and it's in my collection. Yep. Maybe someday they'll get big, you know, yep. you know, I got yep. this album. And so it was always a win-win for me. I never, I, I, I hated dissing bands, you know, cause I, it was just, I, bad, I, I bad didn't karma. like that. Say, oh, they, they fucking suck or, or whatever. Like, you know, that, you know, these, you know, people that, that sincerely try to, to write music and they love it and they record it and good for them. You know, and and they share, yeah, and they want to dude. share it, and they give it a they give it a shot, and to to come and say, oh, your shit sucks, and they, you don't know what they went through to get in that studio and record, you know. Thank so you me. just say, hey, man, congratulations. That was me, man. That was that's how I yeah. like to, you know, receive bands, and sometimes you know, 
uh, it's uh, that's another uh, one of the reasons why I wanted that the lyrics to change because I just did I did I didn't feel like it was a good energy to come off the, the top and and diss people and yeah. so that's 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 my whole take on that. I didn't mean, mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. You're fine. You're fine. I agree with you though, because like, you got to stay humble. Like, like you said, you don't know what everyone went through to to get to that studio or what they went through to get to that song, like where that song comes from or whatever. And it, yeah, it might suck to you, but you know, maybe to them, like, who cares if it sucks? Like, that's 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 theirs. That that's theirs. They made it. And yeah, like that's, there's, they made it like literally and maybe in their eyes, like I made it, I'm, I'm where I wanted to be. Like I, I recorded my one song, you know what I mean? Who cares? Like, and then I want to hear myself. And then who are not you, but who, who's to say like, who's this other person to come up and say, fuck your shit sucks. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's cool. You have your opinion, but come on, man. Like, you know, yeah, it's, know whatever. It's, it's nothing, nothing good comes out of that. No, I don't think so. You, do, you know, and it exposes you to, you're an insecure person by, by going around having to, to let people know they suck. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's one thing, like know. if you're hanging out amongst your friends or you're having a conversation and saying, oh, no, I don't like that. That doesn't sound cool or that, you know what? But to go up to somebody and be like, oh, and then just shit on them, like, no, oh, come on. Yeah, man. yeah. We got better things to do in life than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah, so, for sure. So I, I know um, I, I, this is totally up to you. We were yeah. talking about a lot of things before. You wanted to bring up some stuff. I don't know if you still want to or not. I'll let you hey. have the stage if you do. So yeah, yeah. man, it, it's it, it's time to to let people know what's happening because um, uh, you know you can people know that bands go through hardships and member changes and and sometimes people can't be in the band because not because they don't want to, it's just because they can't. They're you know they're the parameters and and around their life they can't afford to to put the hundred percent that this, this band needs, you know, to operate this band, you have to do this a hundred percent pretty much. I mean, you mm -hmm. still, I mean, and if you have another career that pays you benefits, forget about it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you, you, you know, this is what's going to pay any of our medical bills. There's no medical <laughs> in, in, you know, there's no medical in music. We don't get mm -hmm. medical benefits, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, so, Long story short, uh, when Ray called me two years ago, uh, three, uh, just before the pandemic, um, he he called and he he wanted to uh, you know uh, bury the hatchet and and you know see if I was interested in doing another downset album, and and I said you know what man, water under the bridge, you know let's let's try to do another album. Mm -hmm. Let's not worry about touring. Let's not put that much pressure on ourselves. Let's, let's worry about doing another album. Let's ask the original guys if they want to be a part of it and then move on. Mm -hmm. And so we did. We asked everybody in the band, original five members from these guys right here, all, right. all original guys. I called every one of these guys. And um, they said, um, hey, I'm not into it because I'm working over here, but good luck. You know, have mm -hmm. at it. And they all, they all, you know, Chris supported. Lee, yeah. You know, uh, Eris, uh, you know, he was hard to get a hold of, but you know, we got his answer because it was just no, there was no answer. So, right. So it is, it is what it is, man. And um, so we made a demo, and then we had guys come in and help us, and and uh, Bobby Blood from First Blood, mm -hmm. Nick Jet from Terror, 
and uh, and Philip Gonzalez, a um, friend of ours. Um, we, we got together, we did some demos, and then we got on Nuclear Blast. It was just yeah. like that. During the yeah. pandemic, we got the deal, and it was a miracle. And um, so we, we went straight into pre-production through the pandemic, and then we recorded the album, we did a video, and we released the album in, in, in January, I mean, excuse me, in, in June. And so, uh, so since then, um, you know, Ray made a, you know, a drastic left turn and, and either he was ashamed or, or whatever, whatever it is, the reason why he did, he pretty much got up and ghosted us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray has his own challenges and why he deals business and, and the way he operates with people. And he has, you know, his ways of, in, you know, I mean, the way, you know, it's not the way I deal with people, but uh, it's, he does it. I don't know why he, he operates the way he does, but, you know, he just decides to, I, he just decided to get up and just vanish. So, okay. so, you know, I know the reason is that because he's got a really good job. He's got a really good job. He, and he has medical benefits and, and he's, he's a, a union rep at, at this, uh, this, it's a high-end supermarket called Gelson's in, uh, in, in Southern California. And they have a union and then he has medical benefits and, and he supports his mom. And so it just hits him and his mom. And, and he's, he's just, you know, he, he can't, he, he just doesn't want to put a hundred percent into it because he can't. Mm-hmm. And so oh, if, if he were to, if he were to put, you know, like he thinks he, you know, and the whole, the whole thing was, is like, Hey man, you don't, we don't have to tour. Don't let the touring, um, we can do some shows here and there. We can do some weekend shows. Don't, don't put, don't get, have the pressure of having to, uh, you know, have to be doing this a hundred percent. We can do it at a much less pace. We could just keep doing it. And so, you know, he was like, okay, well, we'll see, we'll see. And then, you know, a, a lot, we, we were getting a lot of interviews set and we we're getting and a lot of emails from the, from the label and, um, because they're trying to do their part and to hustle the band and, and promote it. Right. So, you know, when you sign to a label, you got to be ready. You know, you got to be ready pretty much 100%. You sign to someone like Nuclear Blast. Yeah. You know? And so... Um, well, I mean, you signed a contract, You know, right? I, I gave him... What's that? I said you you said somewhat... I mean, not somewhat, but at some point you signed a contract, right? I mean... Oh, yeah, we, we're signed. We signed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so, it's like, it's a... It's a it's a contract that you kind of have to abide by sort of so not sort of but well you gotta you, know, you gotta go out you gotta do like, some shows and like as a band as a band yeah. yeah no not necessarily like as an individual but as a band like i, I understand what you're saying go on so, so if if you don't if you don't tour you put out an album you put you know you're you're just not going to push be able to push that album to its maximum yeah you know and it's just gonna be you know it'll be there if you know if you get lucky and you get a, a, a radio song and then you know that's the whole different ball game but it's all about touring for a band like us and, and supporting this album and, and it's going to affect the sales and it has affected. Yeah. And so, you know, what do, what do you do? You know, when you have four guys, three other guys that, that, that are ready to go and, and want to do the band and, and one guy doesn't, you know? Um, so I gave him 11 months, bro. And, and you know what? It was, there was no response on his end. 
And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being dead honest and truth this is how it went down. And so, so I just decided to move forward. And so, and every, and I have the support of everybody in the band and, and, and the label and, and we already found a new singer and we're going to start touring in March and February, mm-hmm. hopefully in February, but probably March. Uh, we, we just, we, we got a board back with the MAD booking agent in, in Berlin. So, you know, we're going to start doing some shows and, and, and hopefully, um, you know, we, we got to do some demos and show nuclear blasts to see if they're interested in, in keeping us or dropping us. And, and mm-hmm. so that's how it works, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and so, um, so it's fair. It's fair. If they don't want to, you know, want, want us on their label anymore, I, I get it. It's business, mm-hmm. but we're going to continue to record and yeah. we're going to get the best we, we do. We can, the best we can do with, with our new singer. And, um, um, you know, I'm going to announce who he is and, you know, we're going to drop some pictures and stuff and, and at the right time, hopefully within, you know, the next couple of weeks. Um, and so, you know, we plan on doing an album with him and, and then touring and just keep downset going. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know I, I don't, I mean, what would you do? You know, you want to, you're on the, you're signed, you're on the label. <laughs> Nuclear yeah. blast. I mean, <laughs> you know, so. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I have an opinion on any of this, but I mean, I guess like you, like you said, you, you gave ample time for any sort of. Which the product back any of any kind, you know what I mean? You gave, you said 11 months, you got a whole year of any sort of feedback and nothing. And that product could have already been out by then or two. So, I mean, I don't know. Time. I don't you, it is it is what it is things happen for a reason and if this is you know whatever so i don't know but they yeah. keep, don't 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 stop yeah. i mean do what you're doing yeah. like hey you know i'm not i i got nothing bad or good to say about it because you know who am i i'm just i'm just a guy on the other side of this computer screen but um uh fuck yeah dude keep going it, so i yeah, mean we- we know it's we know it's a challenge. You know it's it's difficult to to go out with 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 the, without the singer that sang in all the albums. You know, um, but uh, I, I'm not by all means I'm not going to rush another album out. I'm going to make sure it sounds as good or better as than the last album. And and I'm and it comes down to being honest with yourself. You know you, you know uh, to blindly you know think that something is good when it's at, when it's not as good as you can make it, you know, there's, there's that decision too. And, and, and I feel nowadays, you know, I, I feel I've always been that way that, about my own music that I know when I've taken it to its furthest and I know where I, I've maximized the song. And, and if it's, if it meets what makes me happy, then I know if I can share it, it's going to make others happy. But if it doesn't make me happy first, it's probably not going to make others that who are following my band or my group as happy as I am because I, I know I know what you know I, I feel I know for myself what what, what, what my identity and the identity of, of what downside is and um, I know that we can achieve I still believe we're underachievers and I believe that there's something more for us and whether it's you know new guy or if Ray wants to come back you know you could always call us and talk to us you know yeah. but uh, also um, uh, we're going to involve the original drummer, Chris Lee. He's going to come back aboard. And um, 
So the drummer that we have now, Bobby, he plays guitar. We, you know, we, we just there's talks about moving him to mm-hmm. guitar or bass. You know, so lots of moving you know, parts right now. Yeah, everything's. You know, I'm always open. You know, I've always been open for the original members to come back in the band, and I'm still friends with all of them, and and we talk and and I sent James Morris and Chris Lee and. Uh, and I sent Ray a message saying, Hey, I got the new seven inches. Uh, I'll send you one. And, you know, and I get responses from James and Chris, like, thank you, bro. Thank you. And obviously nothing from Ray, <laughs> but hmm. still I have what it is, you know, I'll have all this stuff and I'm going to send it to him. And, um, you know, these are, these are cool little, uh, these are cool things that, that nuclear blasted for us, you know, and, yeah. and they put, they put the time into, you know, doing this release. They're going to re-release the two previous albums that I'm not on universal and one blood mm-hmm. and they're releasing those albums. Uh, they're going to stream them. Uh, they were going to do the vinyl, but they, uh, you know, when, when you pull, when, when you say, Hey, the, the trains at the trains at the train station and, and the wheels are off, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to say, well, you know, like we can't invest in that train anymore. You know, we can't invest in to repair that. If you, if you guys are, don't want to tour or, or quitting on us, you know? So, so they decided just to stream the album and, and it would have been cool to have all the vinyls for those albums, but it is what it is. They, they, we, they went ahead and did a deal with and hit and hits records in, in England. And, and we're going to be able to have that, the maintain album on vinyl. So it, it's all working out. And now that if, if we can put together, you know, I know I'm confident that this new lineup will play the, the, the old songs really well and and come out with a new album and 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 we're just gonna make it a whole, you know, a new era of downset. Yeah. And, yeah. and and you know, and if whatever the flack is, man, because I know what we're gonna release is gonna be good for us because it's it's gotta, you know, it's gotta pass what what I think is good for my sound and what I think is good for me, mm-hmm. you know? So, and when I, when I feel that, and I know that feeling because I've, I've, you know, I've released a lot of albums and, and I know the feeling when, when people like it. And, and I know because when I recorded, I had that feeling and I know all oh, this song's probably going to do pretty good. And it does. And, and, and so I know, I'll know the feeling when, when I record these songs, I'll know, that if it's something that should be released or not, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so it's, it's going to be, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's always innovating and it's mm-hmm. always all about, you know, you know, adapting, you know, and, and, uh, and evolving sometimes. And so I have the experience of recording bands and, and, and the guys in the band are really good players and, and um, we're going to come up with something nice to share. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to hear it, man. I really am. That's 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 exciting news. I don't know. I don't know if you it's, guys are the first to hear this news, man. I, I know. And it, well, I mean, you were kind of telling me about that, and that's why I didn't know if I I didn't know if you still wanted to bring it up. So that's why I let you kind of just take the stage on what you wanted to say. So yeah. I I, I dude, the show must go on. You keep know what I mean? Rolling. You know how it goes. The show must go on. So thank you. Yeah, no, keep it going, man. Um I, I and, and like you said, the door is always open. So I mean, 
you know, you, you said it best. The door is open. You haven't heard anything. The show must go on. Fucking kudos. You already like you already picked up the pieces or not necessarily you specifically, but like the pieces are already picked up. And I'm excited to hear what's happening, man. It's cool. I'm 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 super excited. Um, so and, and you mentioned catching flack and stuff, man. You you can't please everybody. It doesn't yeah. matter, whatever. Let the haters hate, whatever. There's gonna be people that don't hate, and and you know what, whatever, whatever. If you don't like it, turn the turn the station, turn the dial. Yeah, you don't you don't have to buy the album. You yeah, don't have to yeah. come to the show. Yeah. But um but if you, you know, do, then I, fucking I, buy the album, go to the show, and you know what? Have fun, dude. Kudos to you. Keep going. Keep doing it. I'm not, you know, whatever. But like Thank I said you, in the beginning, who Appreciate am I? I'm that. just, yeah, no, for sure, man. Who am I though? You know, but keep it going, man. Um, so uh, you got anything you want to add to that before we wrap that part up? Because goddamn, that was a lot. I could tell. Yeah, you know, um, um, I, I, I do, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of of being, you know, honest, you know, because I, I get a lot of questions um on our social medias and like uh hey uh what's up with the shows and and i tell them you know i tell them the truth but without having to give details and i say hey, we're having some count some personal challenges you mm-hmm. know so right now um we're you know by all means um i wanted to be out before the year was over um but you know it's it's just going to take me a few more months to put things together and and you know, do some shows because we're 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 already getting offered a lot of shows. Yeah. With and I and and I made sure to tell booking agents and, and the promoters and things have that, changed. That, yeah, there's new singer. It's just to let you know yeah. before before we move forward. Are you into it with new singer? Yes. So. All right. Yeah. Well, there, see you out there. There it is, man. <laughs> there it is. So see you out there. Yeah, man. Well. <laughs> If like, we mentioned before, you love Texas. I don't know how much you say have we'll it. Be how much say, but yeah, you come around this area. We'll we'll see you there, man, for sure. So, all right, I'm gonna change it up just for a second because we're almost done yeah. here. We'll wrap it up some time. I like to kind of end it on a different note. Um, so uh, this is something that we normally ask a different question, and now we kind of changed it up, and I like this new one so much more. So I'm gonna paint a little bit of a scenario here, man. You're down and out shit's going on whatever you got to do what you got to do brought to new lows and new highs and whatever when you're on your way and you're robbing a bank okay so now you're on your way out and you're in your car and you're driving away you just robbed your bank what are you listening to in your getaway (laughs) (laughs) man uh you know i don't know why the very first song that came to mind yes was running with the devil from van halen all right there you that go the very first one you know and so you're doing bad things like that you're you're rolling with the devil man and there's nothing good is going to come out of that <laughs> yeah no sir no sir i yeah. like it that's a good one man that's a good one <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> well shit man i i cannot thank you enough for taking out time to do this um you, i know you got a lot of stuff happening so Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really, 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 really appreciate it. I know me and Greg. I'm, I'm I say it all the time, but I'm speaking for Greg and I. But thank you so much, so much. Um, yeah, excited to hear what's happening. Can't wait, and hopefully we'll see you on the road. Cool, yes, man. Sir. And I was just, I was just gonna say, if anybody is interested in these, just shoot me a IG, and we'll figure out what. What tell everyone where they is. tell everyone where to like yeah where where yeah, do they just, if you want a seven right. inch or even just say hi or 
I mean, I don't want to tell people to tell you to say fuck off, but <laughs> if you got something to say, tell them where to say it. Yeah, right. The, the downset official on, on Instagram. All right. Yeah, and you get a hold of me right there. All right. So, all right. Well, everybody heard it, man. Thanks again. I appreciate it. You have a good one. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. Man. All right. All right, man. Have, have a good, good day. day. Have Go a good USC. Weekend. Go USC, man. Big game yes. today. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, man. See all you. Right, bye. See you.